Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You have heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 40 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. All right, here he is, Patrick Royce. Uh, I'm just going to throw it to you because uh, off mic, you were about to ask these guys a question here. We might as well just do it on mic. These are our two hockey experts. And uh, what's going to become of the flower here? The last couple have been pretty disastrous. Last night, they uh, outshoot them 40 to 10 and end up getting beat because the flower lets in a couple more. Uh, what are we going to do with the flower? What do you last- think? Last night it was three goals on the first nine shots, and mm-hmm. he was he was absolutely terrible. And it was so bad that after the third goal, he made it. He eventually made a save, and the crowd went crazy uh, with a Bronx cheer. The, uh, why Gustafson didn't start last night after a couple more days off? That that was my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flower, I've defended, and I think Dex has too, but. I've defended the flower a lot since that rough start because he has played pretty well at times, and people dump on him because it's simple to dump on a goaltender. That was awful last night. And Gustafson, I, I mean, this this homestand of seven games is now, what, four games in? So I think you've got to start, unless it's on a back-to-back and it, it becomes too difficult. I think Gustafson has to start, Pat. I think the flower is uh, – the flower concerns us greatly, Declan. I uh, I talked to a, a veteran hockey man last uh, night uh, uh, named Louie. He called me. Uh, what? Home. That might be Pat. I, he called, called. Yeah, that's my other option. <laughs> but uh, Louie called me and he said, they've been saved by Gustafson, this team. If he, if he had been turned out to be the mediocrity that they thought, they'd be in uh, big trouble. But uh yeah, the Flowers uh, last cup. Mindy, wasn't it the 
the other day that they, they gave him the Bronx cheer again and he ended yep. up throwing his stick. So uh, those are his last two starts. Thursday. Yeah, he yep. uh, he even he even applauded them when uh, he when he made the little Bronx cheer at the TNT broadcast. Made note of that last night uh, as well. You know, at, at least I'll, I'll say this for him. Um, obviously, he's a playoff tested goalie and and he's won cups before. But also, the Wild have always done a really good job at never overpaying for goaltending. When gold when a lot of teams just overpay the bag for a very volatile position. I mean, both those guys combined in Gustafson and Flurry only take up four percent of their salary cap. We always talk about players taking up too much of their cap. Those two guys aren't paid a lot. So I, I will say at least you're not locked into a Marc-Andre Fleury contract, you know, when he's going to turn 40 here in a couple of years. At least it's a pretty reasonable deal. I'm not too worried about it, but he's definitely not the Vesna guy he used if, to be. If the playoffs yeah. started today, would Gustafs- would you go with Gustafson in a seven-game series? Yeah. Would, would yeah, the Wild be, do that? No. He'll be the... I don't think, don't think so? I don't they think the Wild would. plug on him? I don't think the well. Uh, here's the trouble with your theory, Declan. Okay. When you go into the playoffs, the most important position when you go into the playoffs in sports is quarterback. The second most is goaltending, <laughs> I would say. So, uh, right. Uh, yeah. And it's pretty close to a tie. So, uh, if you have a, all the playoff games are three to two. And if you give it in one, you lose. <laughs> you know, right. if you yeah. give one, Free one, you lose. So uh, I don't know. It's uh... this team is going nowhere. Don't don't <laughs> concern yourself. You know what? I'll go start in goal in game one of the playoffs, Pat. These guys are going nowhere. Okay, and uh, maybe not even to the playoffs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know what? Here's my other question, and here's one of the problems with the uh, with our great Star Tribune sports staff. We got four columnists. But none of us are really hockey guys, you know. We don't have we, we don't have the hockey guy to go over there. We don't have the hockey guy to go over there and blast them for trading Fiala, right? For I mean, to getting rid of Fiala and keeping Dumba. We don't, you know. If 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 I if I just show up out of the blue, you know, somewhere and say, "How could they possibly make this trade?" And they'd say, well, "How could you? This is your second game. How the hell do you know?" And, you know, so, and uh, I think that everybody else has the same problem. But somebody uh, isn't that. Uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, Judd has expressed that opinion. But uh, you should when, hire have him hire Judd back as yeah. a hockey ghost, a ghost <laughs> columnist. Yeah, yes, just right. slap Royce's slap Royce's name on the top. Yes, yes, yes. Let's try today's for subject is, today's subject is hockey, of which Ricey is completely <laughs> void of knowledge. So here's what Judd has to say. That yeah, can we do the, Can we can we have a guest writer for Royce's <laughs> column? I think that's yeah, what we right. need. Your That's problem right. is too much pride, Pat. You've got too much pride. If you got a hot take, you got to deliver that hot take. I don't care if it's lacrosse, hockey, women's gymnastics. Call for jobs. Let's <laughs> yes, call for jobs. Well, anyway, uh, what the stat though I saw the other day is uh, what he's got eighty-five points. There's not what Fiala's got as many points as the four guys they kept instead of him or something. Or, uh, you know, oh yeah, Dumba and some other guys. Yeah, he's having oh. a good year, so. That's a, that's giving up eighty some points last year, right? Wasn't he in the eighties? Yeah, Yellow? yeah, in like eighty seven, ninety. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, I wish I was, wish I was adept enough to really blast him on you know, this. You keep saying you don't know much, and then you're referencing all of these yeah. statistics, and you're talking about him with the Kings, and I, I hear a man who basically is Mister Puck. 
<laughs> Here's my problem, though. Uh, when the hockey game's going on, I'm spending most of my time looking down at the lineup sheet to see who's on the ice, right? So I, I don't get to observe too much. I said, I don't like the line changing. Yeah, I, I just wish that, okay, they played three minutes. This crew's played three minutes, then they're going to another crew, and then you, you can know. They said, I don't like all that jumping around. They change it. They change players too fast, and it's hard to keep track of who's on the ice. See, Pat, here, here's where you, I think, truly sell yourself short, though. When it comes to covering games, I would argue that hockey is your second best sport because of this. Your ability to get up and work the press box. Baseball is <laughs> your best because you can get up arbitrarily. But if uh-huh. you think about it, you know, foot, football you can, but people get annoyed because it's like uh-huh. every play is huge. Uh-huh. Basketball you can't because you can't, like it's press row, so you're stuck there. So Hockey, if you have a flippant observation, you, you can easily, like, walk down to my seat and give it. So I really think that you're selling yourself short when it comes to the art of you covering puck. Reed, Reed does get a little upset once in a while when in the middle of the play-by-play, I tap him on the shoulder and say, does this guy <laughs> suck? <laughs> I'm on the air here. You know, this, this, guy, this guy sucks, doesn't he? I think. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, they're uh, you know the the fans are still there though. I guess that's what counts, right? It's still still showing up every night, mm-hmm. and uh, they bought the hell out of those North Star jerseys, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. When oh, are yeah. we? I mean, come they're on, they're all over the at place. this point. <laughs> what, what yes. are we? We're, we're, yeah, we've already I, like adopted the colors. We'd like just can't we just be the North Stars again? Yeah, that's that's, right. that's what everyone wants, right? What yes, is the point of this charade? It drives me charade? crazy. It drives me nuts that this team is wildly more successful than the North Stars ever were. The North Stars had two periods, long periods, where nobody went to the games. They went, the honeymoon only lasted until they were 72, 73, and then they were nothing. And then they came back and had that little spurt. And then later on in the 80s, they were nothing. They were nothing more than they were something. When I wrote my column about them, my let then it was announced they were leaving. My last line was goodbye, losers. Was uh you know, that wasn't everybody loved the colors and loved all of the but they didn't win much. They did not win much. You know, Pat, and, we were talking a couple of days ago along these lines that at some point I get that we pride ourselves in Minnesota, you know, youth hockey, high school, college hockey, or the state of hockey. Two Stanley Cup Finals appearances in 60-plus years. At some Mm -hmm. point, I almost feel like there has to be a deadline of, okay, guys, if you can't hoist a cup by, like, 2027, we have to revoke the state of hockey name. Like, Or you can't (laughs) even get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. At some point, you can't call yourself the state of hockey anymore. We've brought the Stanley Cup back to Minnesota many times. Unfortunately, it's in Roseau and Naval places. When the guy gets to bring it back for 48 hours and have a drink with his buddies at some bar in, in uh, Bemidji or something, that's where that we bring the cup back for that. So yeah. I guess that's I guess that's something, huh? Joel Otto. I mean, he brought the cup back, right? Joel Otto. Elker, yeah. Elk River. <laughs> yeah, Elk River brought it right. Damn near made it to the Twin Cities. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We had the cup out at the uh, old the station out in the in the weeds uh, uh, at the station here. They were you used to bring the cup around in the summer to show it to people and show it off. And 
we had the cup in the studio uh, one time. That was that was I didn't, wasn't as glorious as for me as it was for Suchi Boy though, big hockey guy. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm a little. I think the flowers have seen his best days. I think he's wilted mm-hmm. here. Anyway. Wow, that's that's the column headline right there. I know you don't write the headlines, but that's I mean you just you just nailed uh, there's something the nut graph, fourteen paragraphs said, something in there. Somebody's hey, gotta well, write this and it's you. Hey, I gotta bring this up. Uh uh Coach Patino went down to New Mexico. He started off thirteen and all. You could hit see a lot of gopher fans on Twitter saying I he didn't they should have never fired him. He's uh you know, he just had an off year. Uh, they're now six and seven in the, uh, Mountain West Conference. They, uh, lost consecutive games to Air Force and they got beat at home the other night by Wyoming, which came in at two and 10 in the league. And they are now in the standings behind Tim Miles and San Jose State. Tim Miles, who just is first year at San Jose State. Now their guard, their good guard has been hurt the house, but, uh, uh, you know, he is who we thought he was. Sorry, he is who we thought he was. His team has gone in the tank, and he was. Uh, he, he was. Uh, uh, I saw. I keep following his quotes, and we have to get our confidence back. Uh, blah blah blah. So, anyway, getting our confidence back seems like a yeah. Let's like not might be out of strategic answers. You know, Ben hasn't done much to. Uh, to uh, sell himself to the fans, but uh, let's not lament the fact that somebody else is getting the opportunity here because uh, uh, Richard's time had come and gone. And, yeah, I think uh, that's a good example, and I, I always got along well with him, but you yeah. know, he's he has made generational money because of his last name. Yes, really. yes. I mean, that's, he got, that's why he got fired, hired here. And, uh, yeah, I think if you – he's probably better equipped to be a head coach – you know, five years in than he was, uh, you know, when he ended up, uh, when he, when he first came here, but they came in, he had a good club. They won, they won the NIT, didn't they? Right out of the, right the first yeah, year, yeah. 24 games. So well, a bunch of transfers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came in. So anyway, that's, uh, that's another thing that so we explain can, this, uh, Pat. Hey, Pat, how has nobody found Norwood Teague? How how have we not gotten? Oh no, we found him. we found we found his LinkedIn profile. Like you know, you didn't know, but I'm saying like how did no reporter? How has Get no him reporter, on the phone? How has no reporter gone down? Back in the day, that would have been a hell of a Sunday story. Oh yeah, it should yeah we should I have mean, found him. He talked. Let me see here. Let All right, me see so if I still get. Let me see if I still got his contact here. You want to call him live here? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no! What happened? I oh. just made him. I just made a mistake here. So, so, all right. I don't know if you guys know this, but so I found his LinkedIn profile. He is a managing director at Sockwell Partners, which is uh, let's see, they uh, it's an executive search firm. So he is a managing partner at an executive search firm. They find uh, high ranking employees for Fortune 500 companies. The problem is. He has, a link, he, he has a LinkedIn premium account, you can see, which means he can see who views his profile. That's so fine. now So now Norwood Teague knows that I'm stalking him on <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> you up. Norwood, you up. Norwood, I tell you what an honorable man Norwood is, despite the fact that when he got a little whiskey in him, he might have been a little overly romantic. But uh, <laughs> That's one way to put it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, oh my God. Uh, I... My my granddaughter's first year selling Girl Scout ticket took cookies. I got she was like six or seven, 
And I've got many people to buy Girl Scout cookies from her to get her off to a good start, including Norwood. And I think I got 10 boxes out of Norwood or eight boxes out of Norwood. And Norwood, the whole thing came, Norwood got his cookies, the whole thing came down. And after he was gone, I got his check. And then here was a check for the Girl Scout cookies. See, there you go. Yeah. 40 bucks. He was an honorable man. So Sober, he's a great guy. I should have given her the 40 bucks and kept that check for posterity. That's what I should have done, right? Damn right. That's what I should have. Anyway. So they were going to come in. It was him and who was the other guy? It was oh, him and Mike, Mike, Ellis. Uh, Mike, Mike Ellis. Ellis. And they were going to, it was the the, the Villa 7 Villa, coaching. Villa seven. What, what would you yeah. call it? Like a coaching? It was a coaching think uh, tank or something? Seminar, think tank, think tank probably. Yeah, they these people come in for these two-week seminars and learn how to sell themselves uh, to learn how to sell themselves to people who are hiring, but also then to their team. And uh, it was a, I think it was kind of a positive thinking networking type of deal. I'm, I'm not sure. And it was, it was gigantic. What's one reason we fired Tubby is we were going to have our pick of the elite. Right. Yeah. And then, then poor Richard sitting down there trying to develop his career at Florida international, right? Florida international or Atlantic, which or one? Florida Atlantic, Florida. Florida Atlantic. One of the, Florida one of the two, one of the two. One of the two. And, yeah. uh, and then he, all of a sudden he gets a chance to be a head coach at 30. It's not his fault. <laughs> you know, that six other guys turned us down. So eat stress-free this spring with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash unchained50 and use code unchained50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while subscription is active. That's code unchained50 at factormeals.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Wow. So Twinks, what uh, would Twinks, did they hit the field today or tomorrow? So pitchers and catchers, I think. Is it today that they're on the field? I think pitchers and catchers are on the field today. Just, then, you know, in the next I've, couple of days, everyone today. else joins. It's you know, I've been kind of relaxing at home here and not doing a lot. And then Judd called me up last night and got me all upset. With uh, <laughs> He did. told me that, the, uh, that they now have come up with the idea that they're going to have the left fielder go over and play deep second base when a left-handed hitter comes up. That the Brainiacs aren't going to let baseball – improve itself by getting rid of the shift and then uh, what else did you tell me you got me you got me going on some other topic too that one and runner uh, on second base oh, balk, the balk. The no, balk. The they're gonna enforce the balk. the balk they're gonna enforce the balk much so now 
Kenley Jansen is, when you go through that whole thing, it's going to be a balk. And uh, remember the land we were talking the last time they were going to call box, Phil, remember that you were a little kid, but they were going to call box and Joe West got like 40 of them in the first month. And they finally said, okay, that's, you know, if you, you know, if you scratched your knee, it was a mock. It was, uh, you know, so. Oh, my God, there's a mosquito on my neck. I can't flinch. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about baseball. These guys, I, I told you this last night, the, the, the elite, the Ivy League uh, Eastern College liberal elite don't care about the game getting better. They don't want the game to be better. They want it to be their little plaything, And. If fans don't want, if nobody wants to watch it anymore, that's okay. If they can get it, if they can steal two, three pitches a game, and get an extra out on a left-handed hitter, and it's uh, they, you know, they don't give a damn. They don't. I was talking to them about the NFL. You get the NFL geniuses together, and they come up with something they think will improve the game. They say, okay, that's the way we'll play it, right? Yeah, baseball. Baseball, they all try to, yeah, we okay, we'll try it. Now, how are we going to get around this? That's uh, that's the whole baseball theory. Just try it. I mean, the, the NBA is a great example, too, that, like, throughout time, they added, and this is over the course of, like, you know, 70 years, they mm-hmm. added a shot clock, and then they mm-hmm. drew a new line on the court. Yes. And then And then they got rid of illegal def. They got rid of zones in the NBA and hand-checking mm-hmm. and, and it's, Euro, uh, they added the Euro step so yeah. that they don't have to call traveling, you know. That yeah. You go, you drive to the basket, you take your two-step, then you get to step, another step and a half to make yeah. a basket. That's, you know, the fans love it. So uh, it, what, these guys, whatever they can come up with to keep the game slow and stodgy, they're going to come up with it. You know, Theo, so there was a – I think it was, I think Theo Epstein, is it WBZ, the NPR station in, um, Boston. I don't know, it was WBZ in Boston is the radio station. Yeah. He did an interview out there just talking about like the new rule changes and stuff. And I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the quote in front of me, but he said, it'll be more exciting for fans if a ball is hit, you know, uh, like maybe it's a low liner toward right field. And it's up to the athleticism of a diving second baseman to stop that ball from going into the outfield, as opposed to the algorithm of a front office. Yeah, yeah. And I and I kind of like the way that you put that. That's and, that's a good and point. He, and he is the inventor of this kind of baseball, but yeah. uh, to some degree, I, I think he's been much more influential than Moneyball, okay, than Billy Bean and those guys, because uh, you know he won, he won, he won the World Series, and uh, but. He's supposed to be MLB's guy, isn't he? He's supposed yeah. to be the guy that's working on improving the game. So, you know, can't they'll get all these uh, general managers in a room and say, no, you're not doing this. You're not mm-hmm. putting the left fielder over behind second base. Yeah, we just have to pass another rule. You can't do that. So then there'll have know? to be a rule of you have to have, yeah, there's a line in the outfield too, right, where you have to have. Yeah, well, yeah we're going to I think it's going to be marked up like a football field here pretty soon, isn't it? <laughs> it gotta, should be, yeah. You know, yeah, why not? Let's do it that way. You know, I mean, football, you you got lines out there telling you where you can go. Right? Got a chalk, <laughs> line, yeah. chalk lines all, all over the place. Yeah. Can't go here. Yeah, they're going to have, they're going to need nine umpires, though, so that's right. Hey, did you see? Uh, I got to bring one more thing up. The Gopher women's basketball game last night, well, and won a game. 90, uh, in 90 something to 90 something. She finally won a game. 52 fouls, 66 free throws. Oh. 
those guys should never, I never, I don't know anything about it. The, the guys and the gals who worked that game should never be allowed in an arena again. You can't call 52 fouls in a women's basketball game, for God's sakes. One that lasts 40 minutes, right? It lasts 40 minutes. Oh, was there a section of fans wearing ref jerseys? They were there right. to see some, some, <laughs> I don't, I don't some great know. charging calls. 52 <laughs> fouls and 66 free throw shot. God almighty. It's unbelievable. How long did that game go? I don't know. It just ended about an hour ago, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't know. I try not to to bash the hell out of them and blame all losses uh, on them, but God almighty. I think you should find their names, post them on Twitter publicly, (laughs) and some of their close family members. Well, like they used to. uh, Who's the guy that uh, John, uh, the referee that, I think the Kentucky fans tried to ruin his life, ruin his business, the whole thing. They posted all that. John Higgins, one of the legendary basketball officials, he made some call against the Wildcats about five years ago. And they they don't, you know, he was an insurance guy or something. Don't, you know, they tried to get him to lose his business. Uh, You got to be careful with some of those schools. They have nothing nothing else to do but ruin your life. Mm -hmm. Pat, uh, Pat Tiger Woods teeing it up today at, at Genesis. Ooh, does, go get him. Does he uh, does he make the cut? I believe it's a seventy one for a par at, at the Genesis. Does he make the cut and play on Saturday? I think it's a limited field, right? It's uh, they don't have the usual one hundred fifty six. I think it's not not real low, but I think it's a fewer players. These designated tournaments now don't have as many players. Uh, I. Mm, I'd like to see the field. Yeah, he makes the cut. If, if he feels if he feels confident enough to come back and play, he'll shoot seventy two, seventy three, and make it or something. So, Pat, are you, are, are, have you checked out the uh, the new PGA? What's it called, Declan? The full Netflix swing. Series. Full swing. No, no. So, so remember, Netflix did this F one documentary following F one oh, races. Oh, yes, right, right. right yeah. They just launched yesterday, and I'm I'm four episodes into the eight, and it's incredible. They're doing it for the PGA Tour. So they're following around like 10 different. Oh, right. it's, it documents their whole like last year and a half. Ian okay. Poulter, Joel Dahman is going to wind up being the breakout star of this. He's just kind of the aw shucks. I'm not even good at golf, but I really uh, am guy. Didn't Poulter go to live, didn't he? Yeah. He, so this is documenting Poulter. his decision to go to live. Brooks okay. Kep, Bro, they did an episode on Brooks Kepka, his mental mm-hmm. meltdown over the last year and a half, and then his decision to go to live. It's okay. you should check it out. It's fascinating. Liv hasn't played yet. I, I don't think they've had uh, a next a week and a half, right? I think it's the yeah, last weekend right. in February. I hope they get terrible weather. Hey, my <laughs> wife and I, my wife and I were supposed to be on a trip this week, uh, and we were supposed to be in Las Vegas Tuesday and Wednesday. We had to cancel it. But see, Las Vegas is weather last night. No. It's some it's some Rain? ungodly dust storm where they were telling everybody to stay in the hotel. It was like oh boy, it looked like. Well, look like a hurricane. It's Vegas. Okay. Oh. I'll go down. Oh, yeah, you know. yeah, there are worse places to, get to stay inside. In the, in the, hey, look at that dust storm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the chandelier bar. I don't care. That's, that's true. That, that is true. But uh, that would The casinos been, uh, are probably engineering if you dust storms. Walk down the street to, if you want to walk down the street to Joe Stone Crabs to get a you know, get dinner at the Caesar's Palace. You might have gotten blown out of the, uh, you know, blown out the, the suburbs, but what the hell? Yeah, amazing. All right, Pat. Well, right, uh, well, we'll talk We'll talk some more baseball here going forward. We got the Twins uh, reporting, and 
uh, yeah, enjoy your enjoy your Thursday. We'll talk tomorrow. I so, hate to say this, but I'm uh, getting a little more optimistic about the Twins. But I, I told gonna, these guys that yesterday. I'm I've been pissed little, for two years. Yeah. I'm going to look at it a little closer don't, and try to get my don't pessimism. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> pessimism back. I got to, you know, I want to see Alex Kirloff before I get fully optimistic. Wow. So I want to see yeah. if he can play first base. Then, then, uh, then, then it's worth getting interested that's for sure yeah all right all right see you pat all right wrapping with royce you can find uh royce unchained everything he does with us on score north including his weekly uh long-form podcast with judd on the royce unchained podcast feed see you guys